Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzercast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. everybody welcome back to forks washington this is zillennial canon i'm kira uh and i'm adam and boy oh boy am i excited to start this month this series um i feel like it's something i've weirdly been pushing can i just say what the genesis of this whole series is (laughs) so ever since covering Dan in real life with friend of the pod Nick. Mm-hmm. Dan for life pod, Moody's pod. Yeah. I and the fans of the pod, friends of the pod, have been shooting for a summer of Steve in which we cover, like, similar to Summer, summer of Sandler, which go stream our Summer of Sandler series in which I, over the course of a month, develop a crush on Adam Sandler. Um... Summer of Steve would have been great. However, you had the bright idea, which I was thinking around like Halloween. So it's like some nice, like spooky autumn vibes. You, Adam, you and your puns led us to Z Cannon listeners. <laughs> Welcome to July Light. <laughs> July Light, yeah. I just like uh, decomber. Um, the the brainchild of oh, these operations. <laughs> yeah, I I really should be answering in front of a judge right now, but here I am live on pod. The only reason um, why we do anything that's like organized is when you have a very stupid idea or like a, like a pun. That's the only thing that motivates us to like keep organized and keep like going. Is when you yeah. come up with a pun that we have to like stick to a theme, and we're like, "Well, fuck! Now we have to do this for a month." Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, it, but although I really did want to do this, though, like I really wanted to do a Twilight series. Yeah, now, but granted, in, Ju- in July is so funny. Well, my idea was just to be transparent to listeners. I was also wanting to do September. Like, I think because we were trying to find a, I think that's the month with like f- uh, five weeks in it, mm-hmm. or at least like in the Thursday cutoff for the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to overlap with October too much because, like, if we did like five weeks Twilight and then we we're doing our another horror series in October, or just like a spooky series, I think it's actually mm-hmm. horror mm-hmm. Uh, in October again. I didn't want it to be like nine weeks straight of like spooky stuff, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, Which that's I... for that's for I was scared to friends of the pod. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's their job. I don't want to be on their turf. I don't want to be like the uh, the wolves and the vampires. Like <laughs> on turf. Um, we're but... gonna we're gonna square up at Halloween Horror Nights with yeah, I was scared to boys. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but. I know we say this often, 
we talk about movies that are where like this one was super formative. Yeah. And yeah, like I'm sure there's a movie, like a single movie that we've covered that is like more formative than like this. But mm-hmm. for the culture, for the generation, the zeitgeist of like zillennials in general, like our canon. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's the most. I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying Twilight meant something in the moment. And it would be crazy to not cover it. And I feel like two years into the pod, which it's crazy to think we've been doing this for two years now. Mm -hmm. um, It's it's time. It's time to do Twilight. Yeah, I think it's definitely defining of our zillennial generation in that it kind of has like been like I feel like it's like the piece of media that has had the biggest like arc like the biggest like like our relationship to media Mm -hmm. like us like coming to terms like in the beginning being like oh this is weird this is terrible like a better love story than Twilight, like, that whole meme, and then being, like, oh, this is good, and, like, being, like, a fangirl over it or whatever, and then, like, being, like, oh, it was actually bad, and then, like, revisiting it and being, like, actually, this is the best thing that was ever made. Well, I think it's (laughs) really, um, to maybe circle back to, weirdly enough, that Vice article that we did, yeah, um, where we talked about, like, zillennials and coming to terms with, like, irony and, like, how our generation is so drenched in it, like, we have, like, the same way I feel like I have relapsed back into fast culture um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being fast-pilled and stuff. Like, I feel like, because in the beginning of the 2010 stuff, I was like, oh, Fast and Furious are just dumb movies, but I like yeah. them. And now I'm just, like, full, like, I'm fully, like, no, these are great movies and you guys are dumb. Like, yeah. I feel like it's the same thing with Twilight. It's, like, I, everyone is going to admit to you that these movies are cheesy. And everyone's going to admit to you that, like, it's fucking laughable. Oh, they're like bad, but 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 they're <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, no, they're great, and especially this first movie. Like, yeah. it. I I forgot how I literally know every single fucking line to this movie no, as no. I was watching yeah. it. It's okay, like, can I admit something? I watched this on one point seven five speed. How dare you! I, no, because I know every line to it, so it didn't really matter to me. I just wanted like a refresher. But it's about how like longing the stairs are, like how they were the still moment. long at one point seven five speed. I'll tell you that the scene where they first kissed <laughs> that still took like ten minutes on like fast forward. Um, I it always looks like an NCIS episode. I'm sure we'll dive into this more like later in the episode because I, I do want to get to our memories as we usually do at the beginning. But um, before I forget this thought, I just want to say. The whole like abstinence thing that has I want to say plagued this the narrative of Twilight, not only yeah. this movie but like this series in general, yeah. has been like something in my head because I've never I haven't rewatched these movies since they've come out. Like I never rewatched uh-huh. any of them after Breaking Down Part Two. Um, I think it's the same thing when you talked about Harry Potter, where we were just kind of like, yeah, like that was a part of my life, and I closed that book, and I'm mm-hmm. like I never felt the need to revisit Twilight. Um, so like when the abstinence stuff started like recurring, like the, the conversations about it, I was like, really? Like, I don't, I never thought of it like that. Like, you know, like, is it really about abstinence? And then I'm like watching this movie again. 
<laughs> and it's literally like I don't think the entire I have this plot. Point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it's very much there. Like it's in the text. Meanwhile, um, this is probably like the least sexual movie I've ever seen in my life. It is somehow incredibly. I've never funny. seen two less compelling leads in my life. Not the actors, the characters. Yeah, the characters. I would never clown on these two actors. I think they're incredible. I think they're so talented. I think the characters are literally like I it's it's funny. It's, it's funny. It is. It is funny. <laughs> like I, I'll go more into it later, but yeah. Yeah, the 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 like it, it's very weird, like the trajectory of their relationship. Like it makes actually no sense. Like it act, it, it makes absolutely zero sense in context. Because like as a kid, you're just kind of like, wow, this is the greatest romance of all time. Yeah. And then watching and- it, like when you're 23, you're just like, this literally like makes yeah. no fucking. And it's like sense. It, I can <laughs> I can suspend my disbelief for literally like anything. Right. Like I love like romantic comedies and like meet cutes and stuff like that. The thing is, like, they have no charisma whatsoever, and they have no defining characteristics other than, like, heavy breathing. So, like... But at a certain point... I'm not going to suspend my disbelief that she's going to die for him. Or even vice versa. It's, like... It's it's very... I mean, there's a point in the movie where it sort of starts to work when it's, like, uh, the lion fell in love with the lamb and Uh, stuff. It's, like, okay. Interesting. But... Uh, okay, we'll get there in a second. Let's yeah. actually talk about our memories because I, I feel like that's, as always, even more defining than the movie. Like actually, like dissecting the movie itself. Mm-hmm. So, Kira, what are your memories with this movie? Well, where to begin? Um, so I was not allowed to engage with Twilight content because when Breaking Dawn, when the book came out, I feel like it was a big thing that. Um, people found out that there was a sex scene in it and I was not allowed to engage with Twilight content because of that because like the book came out like when it started gaining popularity or something I don't know like the timeline of it Um, so then I just like got the movie from Blockbuster one day and was like oops I have it and my grandpa like made a copy of it for me like a bootleg copy of it or whatever and that was one of the only DVDs that I had that wasn't, like, a kid's DVD. Like, that and Mamma Mia. Um, so I only watched those two movies throughout all of my middle school years. And <laughs> um, I just eventually got the books. And I would carry around the books so I looked cool in middle school. Um, I tried to write in the Twilight font. I was, I was pretty good at it. I would write on my Converse. Twilight stuff because I like wanted to be a scene kid in middle school but I wasn't allowed to cut my hair <laughs> so Put that in the anyway, the anyway we have four more episodes of this series Adam what are your what are your memories of Twilight yeah I told Kira like I'll just like cover because we have like so many like it's hard to like form the thoughts of our memories into like one cohesive like rambling i feel like mm-hmm. um so i'll just like try to get to my thoughts on just this the first movie if i can yeah um or like my my memories with it rather and it's it's interesting because i did read the book 
prior, but I did not finish the series prior to reading or before watching this movie. Because uh-huh. I think you're right. I think Breaking Dawn part or Breaking Dawn came out either right before or right after this movie. I, I can't remember which. Um, but I knew I I think I at least read this in New Moon by the time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like 10 at the time. No, I was 11. Um, and it, it's weird because like up until that point, the only movies I was like really engaging with are like, I because it's like 2008, I think. And I was watching like, I loved Marvel movies. I loved like any Disney movie, of course. Mm-hmm. And like, but my main franchises were like, like Spider-Man and Transformers and all that bullshit. Like typical... Yeah. 10-year-old, 11-year-old boy shit, right? Um, so for me to get into Twilight in a very unironic way was kind of... It was weirdly, like, out of character, but I guess it kind of made sense in the way that, like... It is, like, even more so than Harry Potter, I think, drenched in horror, almost. Like, it's not scary, but I feel like the concept of it is, like oh, she's falling off with a vampire. Like it, but it, like, it tackles those cliches and those like uh, preconceived notions of like what vampires are before you go in. And me being like a horror buff, as a, even as a child, uh, as I've mentioned on the pod before, this is something that always like, it, it drew me in. I thought the trailer, like I remember seeing the trailer on Yahoo movies, like mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And I was like, this looks cool. Like I like, va- like vampires, that's cool. Like, yeah. but like, and then I like read into it and it's like werewolves come in later. And it's like, what? Like, so I asked my mom to like, take me to borders, shout out to borders. And I got her to like, get me the first book. Um, and I did. And I read it. I think I finished like a week before the movie came out, I think. And I remember I got like, take like regal cinema gift card. Um, that, birthday because i my birthday is in october and this came out in november mm-hmm. so i saved it for this movie um and i remember dragging my mom opening night to go see this and she fucking hated it like, she hated this movie um I, it's so funny um and i remember her like at the regal cinemas parking lot she's like trying to find a parking spot because the it's just completely full and mm-hmm. right when she's getting it she's pulling into a parking spot these fucking teenage girls like go fucking naruto running across like in front of the car and she just like fucking loses her mind like she's like she fully has her joker moment she's like get out of the fucking way oh my god like she's just like having a breakdown she's like i don't want to see she's just like doing this as she's pulling to the spot she's like i don't want to see this fucking movie i don't want to be here and these kids are running around the parking lot i'm going to have a meltdown she really just, said she really said fuck them <laughs> she really did and i get it i understand like imagine getting off like a nine to five ship and then having your fucking son want to take you to opening night at twilight where there are just fucking kids running around the parking lot and <laughs> yeah um but it doesn't matter when we when we sat in the theater completely fucking full auditorium like completely completely full uh of just fully like middle school high school kids i was in fifth grade at the time i think so i was Mm -hmm. definitely one of the younger people in there um but that theater experience it was unlike anything i've ever really truly seen like i would honestly put it on the same level as like an avengers crowd or a star wars crowd yeah in the way that they fucking reacted to 
every single thing literally when we were when i was watching it i like imagined the avengers end game like like cheering when the apple bounces and he catches it i'm not kidding like there's an equivalent like when i went to go see it there's like an equivalent to that but like except it's not that scene it's the scene where the Cullens are walking to the cafeteria for the first time. Like, yeah, slow yeah, motion. Yeah. And literally, like, I remember my auditorium, like, all the kids were, like, just, like, fucking hollering at each <laughs> character. Like, just, like, truly Avengers Endgame level, like, cheering. And it's, it, in retrospect, it's so funny. <laughs> and, I, think um, I, I think I only saw New Moon um and eclipse in theaters and part one and i didn't see i've only i don't even think i've seen the whole thing of part two or maybe i've seen it like once have you seen all of them in theaters yeah i saw all of them in theaters i actually have individual stories to tell about each theater experience which will be fun because <laughs> mm-hmm. like i think for the f- one of the breaking dawns i'll have to like look back in like my email like regal history of buying tickets to see which one but i think it was mm-hmm. the part one that i saw like at midnight mm-hmm. um not at that point i was kind of checked out but i went with friends yeah um, and then uh but yeah i have seen all the ministers so i actually have uh i have quite an extensive memory and uh yeah um but this one i feel like i mean the hype was real for all of them but this one in particular like the just being there opening night it was just it there was something very magical about it. You were a part of history. I feel like I was. Like I yeah. should. I I should be awarded something. No, um, I definitely feel that way about like going to see like the Harry Potter movies at midnight and stuff. Yes. Like opening night um, and sometimes the release uh the release dates were on like July 11th, so we would get like free Slurpees at like 7-11. That's cool. I. Yeah. That's a I good do childhood memory. The only time I went to see a Harry Potter movie at midnight was a, uh, uh, I was gonna say Breaking Dawn, uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two, mm. um, and I remember like the entire theater was just so fucking annoying, but it was <laughs> still a great experience. Um, I love how before I love, <laughs> I love how before we started recording, we had a very long conversation about how like people are like, <laughs> like letting people enjoy things. Well, no, and the now theater... we're like people were so fucking annoying well i mean harry potter stands were definitely annoying in yeah i was one of them like I yeah and i'm like i'm i'm yeah. in it's me like i, yeah. I i'm annoying i yeah. like but i definitely I, cried you know oh no yeah absolutely i cried it's just like <laughs> but no it, i think there's a different like enjoying things is different than like actively screaming at the screen like as a movie is playing in theaters like mm-hmm like I just I Have remember you ever done that. I've never screamed in a movie theater. Like I've never like actively like cheered, like going, like, oh fuck. Like I've never like it, not even I, during uh, Avengers Endgame. You weren't one of those guys. I remember when I saw Avengers Endgame. Like a lot of people were like clapping, and I clapped, but like uh-huh. I would never like actively like fucking screech like in a theater. Yeah. Like, like some people, like one thing I hate in those reaction videos is like when they whistle. Like why would yeah. you? Like, yeah. Shut up. Like, whistling in general is just a disgusting action. Yeah, if you whistle, like it just hurts off. my ears. Just yeah, off. Yeah, it just hurts. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get into that though. Just like loudly applauding every single time. You know, when we saw Sparks again in a the theater, uh, there were only like four other people there in a massive theater. But I really tried to like start like applause every time Mike Myers appeared on screen, which was for like two seconds, um, twice, and also for Beck. But you know, nobody really, nobody really. Yeah. The old guys in the theater didn't really pick up on that. Um. The other day at Fast Nine, well, like my second or third viewing, I started an applause for Han when he appeared on screen again, and then the entire theater joined in, and that felt very good. That's a magic uh, moment, you know. It really, and I heard this like I, I started like clapping, like kind of like with my friend, like I just like kind of quietly did it because my friend was in mm-hmm. next to me, we were like hyped, and then like everyone else joined in, and then this guy mm-hmm. all the way in the back was like, "My boy," and I was like, "Yo, this That's is great. very wholesome. It's like it's a communal experience that I really." missed like I think like movies didn't really feel like they were like back until like Sean and I went to go see The Conjuring and it was like a kind of like like not like full but it was like a decent crowd yeah um and we went to like our shitty movie theater like for the first time and like that's when it really felt like it was like okay we're just like going just to go to the movies and like the entire time like Sean was like oh my god at like everything that happened and I was just like like looking down but then like yeah I don't have I talked about the Warrens yet on the pod no and I I don't think we should because like the last <laughs> thing we need is you to like expose <laughs> she was, she was her water and she almost had a spit take at me saying no like I was like let's just let's not, like no we haven't and how about we don't do it hard Listen, emoji if you like, follow me on Twitter like last week during that hyperfixation I'm not sorry yeah she won't apologize but and she will keep doing it um. I, but I, I want to say about this movie, uh, Twilight, um, as yeah, that movie. The, yeah, this movie, um, this movie checks a lot of zillennial boxes, like within the first like two minutes. Like, yeah, we got new girl. Uh, we got the new girl in town. She's going back to move in with her dad that she hasn't talked to in years. Her mom has is marrying a, basically a himbo baseball player who is yeah. traveling for his job. There is. Um, extensive <laughs> exposition narration with an opening scene that's somewhat vague to what it means to the plot. Um, emo music, uh, weird fonts, and this is all in the first two minutes. Like weird it is fucking millennial canon, definitely. It is. It, it the, and the font sparkles too a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like, like let's hear it for the the weird effects on our fo- weird fonts. Like for them. <laughs> word art word art's impact you know when like you were in like fifth grade and you like learned how to do word art and you're like i'm an artist yeah me me still um yeah um but no like i'm saying like this is literally like fucking iconic from the moment it opens like yeah just like i never really thought much about how i would die like yeah oh my god that, like repeats yes it's like I don't know. There's just something like about it that it's weirdly a very comforting movie. Like the way Forks is like so rainy and you're just like yeah. cozy when you're watching it. Um, I want to go to the Pacific Northwest. Shout out to all the friends of the pod in the Pacific Northwest who are now going through a heat wave. Um, yes. Stay cool, friends. Um, um, but. Edward is not affected by heat because he is always cold. 
Um, um, I don't yeah. know how to segue back to the movie after that. Sorry. No, I was, I was going to say there's one person in particular that um, I feel like this guy, he fits the mold of something that's reoccurring on the pod. And that is Charlie and oh, yeah. middle-aged men that we like. And, and you know what? I'm going to say Unfortunately, it. he's a cop. Un- we have said before that there's only a few good cops, like Paul Walker in um, Fast and the Furious, because he he threw away his badge when he was introduced to the Familia, and um, uh, fucking the guy from uh, Dewey from Scream. And yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but we might have to include Officer Charlie into the mix because yeah. my man's he literally doesn't investigate anything. He just drinks beer and like eats burgers and yeah he's a good dad he's a good dad he's a really fucking good dad in this movie um Uh, he just kind of like like a lot of movie dads and zillennial movies i feel like he's just some guy that wandered into a situation but like he and i think sorry well he's not like in like i love the thing about him and like even bella says like he doesn't hover like he's not like an invasive like he lets her do her own thing but, like, every time, and I think this is genuinely, like, the best part of the movie, like, their relationship. Yeah. It's, like, it's not, it's never, like, explicitly, like, said or, like, ab- like abundantly, like, played out to the audience. But you genuinely feel, like, how much he loves his daughter. Like, you really feel mm-hmm. like he would do anything for her. But, like, he just is so afraid to like like verbally like tell her like how much she means and like but it's not until the end like when she's like leaving that he's just like he's really heartbroken by like yeah she would leave again and i i just i think he is kind of the heart of this movie and yeah uh what's his name uh billy billy burke that plays him he's giving a genuinely great performance i think i think um like not really to jump ahead to like the entire series but I think the whole thing of, like, romanticizing, like, um, Bella, I'm like, who's the guy? Edward. <laughs> romanticizing Edward. Bella and Edward. Um, is just, like, such weird, like, discourse that happened, like, five years ago. And I feel like people don't really care anymore. Because it's like, yeah, we're aware of what, like, a toxic relationship is. Um, and I feel like, whether intentional or not, like, I feel feel like at least the first movie does a pretty good job of showing toxic parts of it um because like she's literally only happy when she's talking to her mom like the only time she ever like laughs is when she's on the phone with her mom in the entire film and like the like not to like jump to the end but like um when they're like escaping or whatever in like edward's car or maybe it was like jasper and alice's car and she like looks out the window and just like sees all her like high school classmates just like laughing and like at the diner and it's like that's not her life anymore it's like that fucking sucks she's literally a kid yeah (laughs) but to be fair though she really like she chose it though like she didn't like she could have not got involved with Edward, but she made that conscious decision to like, like he did like say like, you don't like have to do this. And like she, but she made that decision to like, involve yeah. the vampires. So, I know, like, but that doesn't mean that it's like any less sad. It's sad, but like, I'm just saying like, it's still like the life that she chose. And I like, I don't know. It's just like, 
but like i guess it would feel differently if like she really did leave forks at the end like and she didn't come back but like she i don't know it's hard to like it's weird to talk about like in context as like a single film when mm. you know everything that happens as it yeah. goes on yeah because it's kind of like it's saying like oh it's sad and like it is sad but then you see everything that happens in the other sequels where like yeah. it, it i don't know that makes it less sad to me i guess that's what i'm saying mm. um but I don't know. Like, it also, like you said, the new girl trend of like that is extremely zillennial. And I don't know mm-hmm. if any other movie in our like, I don't know, entire canon is as like quintessentially like new girl cinema as this is. Because like the entire first like twenty minutes is like just establishing like this is the new girl. She's the new girl. Like, yeah. She's... Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a page and a half of notes and I'm not even joking. An entire page is just about like her first, like up to her first day of school. Yeah. And the no, rest is so just funny. like random notes that I took throughout the movie. Also, I do want to say that um, before we get to like the school stuff, mm-hmm. even before then, like you're introduced to Jacob and his father because mm-hmm. they're giving her the truck. Um yeah and it like, kind of feels like so, sorry to interrupt it kind of feels like starting like a video game where kind it's of, like yeah. you're like now you have a truck <laughs> now you can drive around <laughs> go to school <laughs> like it feels like a um like a visual novel or whatever no it really does um and it's it's i i forgot how little jacob there is in this first movie like, yeah there... he has long hair throughout the entire thing yeah, I remember that being like weird to me, like because I was like long hair, like. Uh, but then it, it's explained in the sequels, and yeah, because yeah. like I feel like every internet meme that you see is like him with the short hair. Yeah. So you kind of forget when you rewatch this one, you're like, oh yeah, he has long hair in this one, like really long, like not just like a little bit long hair, like he has long ass hair, like it goes on mm-hmm. his ass, like he has mm-hmm. ass long hair. Um, uh. <laughs> weird though because I, I mean we'll talk about it more in the second one but i feel like his peers who are also wolves have long hair and he has short hair but i yeah. don't know maybe that'll be explained next week after he comes I, there. I also want to say another thing that's z canon is when you get when like someone gets to school and they make like a somewhat like a very middling kind of funny joke and yeah. then everyone like starts like laughing they're like ha you're funny <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What did remember when remember when Anna Kendrick like tweeted like I forgot I was in Twilight? <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> I love That's her me that. every week after recording an episode. <laughs> I forgot I was in Twilight. <laughs> she was like, Oh my um, god, I just remembered I was in Twilight. <laughs> no, um, she was like she was like, Aren't people from Arizona supposed to be like really tan? And she's like yeah. Haha, uh-huh, yeah, I guess that's why they kicked me out. And they're like, ha, ha, ha you're funny. You're so funny. Um, but it's also, I, I will say, this is like maybe the most realistic part of the film in the sense of like, these are exactly the kind of people that you meet in high school that you're like kind of friends with, but you're never going to talk to again. After yeah, just because they're like there. And they're not bad people. Like, they're, in fact, I think there's like some really like, genuinely like kind of realistic moments of like bonding but like very subtle bonding between the two of them like yeah. when they go to La Push like later in the movie and like she's like giving them advice of like she's like letting her know like hey you should like ask him out like yourself mm-hmm. like, don't like wait for him to like ask you to prom mm-hmm. like that feels like a real moment and it like I think the thing that makes this first movie stand out opposed to the other movies mm-hmm. is genuinely like the direction from Catherine Hardwick 
is I would say really good. Like I think it's actually yeah. a pretty well, very stylish movie. Yeah. Um obviously it's like very gray and that's the aesthetic, but I think that choice really works with the material. And yeah. it it hits that like mid two thousands like punk aesthetic in a kind of really perfect way. And there's a reason why everyone is so nostalgic for it right now, I think. Yeah, I miss, like, the beginning of quarantine when people were posting TikToks of them, like, twerking to Bella's lullaby. I Somehow I missed that, I guess. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't see that, <laughs> but it sounds great. Our For You pages are different. Um, yeah, I, although Bestie of the Pod, Abby, has been sending me some Twilight TikToks. And um, uh, she sent me one where it was, like, this girl like she like lives in washington and mm-hmm. she said oh it's another rainy day you know what that means and she's like <laughs> and just like <laughs> imagine living in that town yeah. I think you can like rent out the house as an airbnb i think that's what that tiktoker lived because like she like yeah. she like lived in a cabin and she like walked outside it's like fully almost identically the forest and twilight like yeah. those pine trees and everything well, um, um, there's, like, a group of, like, Twilight cosplayers that live there that literally just, like, walk around. Just, and they'll, like, collab on, like, TikToks and stuff. Like, they look ridiculous. so much like them. It's so weird. Um, uh, but let's let's get to the one, the, the, the great scene in this movie. Which, which one? Is, well, when she the, walks in and he, he acts like she smells like shit. Is... Is, no, I think this is before uh, um, when uh, when they're having like um, lunch at the cafeteria and then all the Cullens like start walking. Oh, and that's like your first introduction. Okay. To them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. is fucking iconic, and yeah. I forgot how like this movie's kind of funny. Like, yeah, I love the way Anna Kendrick is like that's Jasper, the one like, looks like he's in, he's in pain all the time. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. And, like it cuts him like he's like has like this very like glaring yeah. stare. Like, I can't wait for us to get to the Jasper arc. Especially in the second movie, it's like so funny. No, um, but like the third one when all is revealed about Jasper's backstory. If I'm being honest, I've kind of forgotten. Okay, then it's going to be a it. fun surprise for you. Yeah. Um, friends, I'll probably repeat myself if you listen to the two back to back, but I was on I Was Scared too talking about Eclipse a few months ago. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I guess I did forget how much I forgot about like this entire like series and like the, yeah. arc of the characters because I forgot that the reason why Jasper is the way that he is, at least in this movie is it's like, it's revealed. Terrible. Well, he's, he's like, he's the newest vampire in the Yeah. Movie, and he's, he has like more trouble controlling his thirst. He's like, damn, I just want to eat some bitches right now. Also, I, I love when he's just like, <laughs> he's like trying to have a conversation with Bella. And he's just like, I, Yeah. Yeah, and like, it's okay, Jasper. You won't hurt her. Like, it's like it's just so fucking funny. It's like e girl and her podcaster boyfriend. It's so funny. That's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm putting that in the drafts of our uh, Catholic account. <laughs> no, I. But like, I genuinely like love how each of them is like they're they have like their own distinct personality like they don't really blend together mm-hmm. like um Emmett is definitely like the hembo of the group and i love that yeah um, just, does he like talk like he's like her name is bella she's italian i guess so fucking funny like genuinely like really really funny um 
um funny stuff um like rosalie is just like that typical like oh she's just like fucking mean she's just mean like but you need the mean one right the one that doesn't approve so you have the satisfaction later in the series when she does she has a she has a good backstory though that'll reveal itself i do remember that yeah i agree yeah that's something i like is like the series takes advantage of um that like it lets you slowly unravel their story like you get enough in the first movie or like in the first book but like it's even more satisfying when you have like the whole picture and i i really enjoy that yeah um i think in each if i'm not mistaken and basically it kind of like paces out that like each story you kind of get like a different backstory to one of them yeah if if i'm remembering correctly i think so like because i think a lot of it in this first movie is um edward like you get to know a Mm -hmm. lot about Edward and I guess Carlisle too. Like you understand, but I guess because you need to know what Carlisle is about in order to understand Edward's backstory. Um, but yeah, I know in the second, like you get like a lot more Alice in the second one, if I'm not mistaken. And like, uh, yeah. Um, but no, like I love how like the first like 40 to 50 minutes of this movie, it's all like mystery of like, what the fuck is their deal? Like, yeah. And but you already brought it up that the fucking iconic scene where she goes into biology and the second <laughs> she walks in the door and the fans like blowing, he's he literally just, like, is, like, holding his nose and is like in pain. Um, stinky people rise up. I this is our representation. I relate. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> I. I am too a stinky bitch. <laughs> I love the shot where he's she, he's just like fucking like he's like holding his like nose. That. He's like he's like and he's like passing her like the assignment. Just like he just like fucking like slides it over the table. Um, and then like, I like I love the shot I where she's like, like the directing of it is great, but like so you couldn't have directed that scene a different way. No, don't. I don't want them to. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> I also want to say I love how like nonchalantly she like sniffs her hair. She's like, "Do I fucking smell this bad?" I know. It's like that's yeah, so funny. It's, it's funny because it's like you have to like remind yourself almost. It's like oh, they're teenagers. Like teenagers are this like melodramatic. It's just like higher stakes because it's like a matter of life and death. Yeah, and it's also <laughs> like when you're um. When, when you're like in high school like that's a, that's a, like a real issue that high schoolers face it's like damn did i like wash my hair properly did i like <laughs> did i like should i have sprayed like an do extra I smell like shit right now. do i smell like shit right now like when you're like with a random ass lab partner just like yeah oh God, did i, I feel like that all the time like it's Literally. yeah but like it it's so fucking funny like the way it's directed the way it's like set up like every and there's like there's no dialogue spoken which is even better like there's there's really nothing said. And um, I love, like, when she, like, goes to the guidance counselor, like, right after, and he's already there. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, I guess I'll just have to suffer through it. And he, like, slams through the door. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is this he guy's tries deal? to switch classes in the middle of, like, yeah. um, like, literally, she makes a big point to be like, oh, I'm starting school in the middle of a semester in March. And then yeah. he's like, I need to change classes. It's like, buddy, you can't do that. Like, that's yeah, so fucking dramatic. <laughs> but, like, it, I mean, it makes sense in the, like, in the grand scheme of things, but, like, in in this context, it's like, before you, like, know what's up, you're just like, 
like yeah dude like what are you talking about yeah um and also like while i was watching this again i was trying to like look at it through the lens of like how my mom must have felt when she was singing opening night like not knowing what twilight was mm-hmm. like i i really wish i was in her head like what like what the fuck is this guy's deal like she had no idea it was about vampires when she was see it. <laughs> like she didn't know what she was getting into what are so, like, yeah so for her it must like i'm wondering like what it was like to like go through the trials and motions of like dude like what is up with this guy or i wonder if she even cared i wonder if she's like fucking falling asleep next to me like i don't know but it (laughs) i wish i could watch this like completely brainwashed from like uh my memories with it and the cultural impact of it all i want to watch it from a fresh perspective again and see how i feel yeah god i wish i could just erase my memory and experience twilight from the beginning if i could eternal sunshine myself um i would just watch twilight again that's what i would do um no exes no 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 toxic relationships or friendships i would just do twilight and rewatch it um (laughs) um but then like after that he doesn't like it's so funny like he tries to change his schedule but then he doesn't come to school for an entire fucking week. And no, she's like, I know, literally. And she's like, did I smell that bad? Like, <laughs> No, exactly. That's like what she thought. And it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Um, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> did I really, like, smell that bad? Did I smell that bad? Um, But <laughs> it's like, I don't want to, like, nitpick because I hate being like that y'all know that but it's like if you were to like live like a specific point of life like over and over again why would you go back to high school like these people look like adults they could easily just like live in a house and not be questioned um I mean like they yeah. can literally graduate high school and then just like fuck off and live in a house in the woods. Well, yeah, but I, I guess it's like the I mean, I it, the high school thing is definitely weird and I get the criticism because it's like um like I get the packed mentality. Like I understand that. Like I cuz like that's part of the story is like that they uh they're stronger together and they're like a genuine family and like mm-hmm. it's also cuz like they're the only pack that is a uh, quote unquote like kind of like vegan vampires almost yeah um so that makes sense to me but the high school thing i do agree with like that's weird like you could just say like oh these are my like even college or something these are my adult sons yeah these are my these are my fucking adult children because like there's no way these fuckers are 17 like absolutely not like i won't like christian stewart kind of passes at this movie like she's like frail and small enough that i'm like okay maybe but fucking edward and like emmett and like like Emmett, emmett more so Emmett is, like, like, entirely not, like, just actively, like, he's fucking, he has a mortgage. He is not. not (laughs) He has a mortgage. (laughs) And it's funny, because, like, they don't This man pays taxes. This man evades taxes. This man has committed multiple war crimes. Um, You you know that meme that's, like, Lego Yoda that's, like, die in a shootout with the IRS, I will. I will. Commit tax fraud, I must. Um, Yeah, love it. So good. But the thing is, like, they don't even look that much, like, substantially younger than, like, Carlisle. Like, no, I, you know? Know. I know. It's so funny. Like, um, I know age differences are, like, a, definitely, like, a talking point. And a lot of the time, I don't, like, when it comes to, like, casting and, like, stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. um, 
but like in this movie, I get it. Like between this and like Tobey Maguire and the first Spider Man and stuff, it's like I'm not saying it ruins the movie or anything, but like you'd be hard pressed to like convince me that it's not noticeable. Like it's not like no, we can still say like these movies are entertaining and we love them, but like come on, let's be real. Like it's yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then there's that iconic. Again, I keep saying iconic, but it's true. Like he finally talks to her the, for the first time in like over a week after like treating her like absolute shit, and he just treats it like nothing happened. It's like, uh, hi. I think it's but it's funny myself. because she's like aware of it. It's just like she's just is... like, okay, you're actually asking me about the weather after acting like I smell like shit and then disappearing for a week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my name, my name is Edward. I, I didn't get to formally introduce myself and it's just like my guy like it, like you can tell like he has like a raging boner like this entire scene and it's just yeah. like ridiculous like this motherfucker is like constantly horny like it's like it's in top like fucking bonk on the head like extra like mm-hmm. extra large bat bonk on the head for this motherfucker because like mm-hmm. i uh friend of the pod johan often talks uh on like we we had him on a-okay and we talked about like hor- how horniness is not okay and uh, anyone that's horny should just be bonked and jailed immediately mm-hmm. and I-, I would love to get johan's take on edward cullen because dear god this guy uh this is you say that this is like the least like sexual movie like in terms of like actual sex and i get it that's true but when it comes to like actual horniness this movie is at like an 11 out of 10 like from start to finish in like a gross way though like a very like high school way it's very weird especially when you hold this guy again edward like he's like a hundred and something like yeah, something like that. I don't know. You I'm not going to go through the discourse. I can't believe that this man is a virgin. Um. Uh, <laughs> um, but I forgot which comedian it was. There's a comedian that like talked about Twilight in a set, and I thought it was like the funniest thing ever. So I don't want to like talk about it too much with like crediting him. But like the 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 part of it that got me was like it's so fucking sexy that the idea that like someone wants to fuck you so bad but they love you so much that they won't like, that is like the coolest like, <laughs> like it was like her explain like the appeal of Twilight and it was like the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I'm like yeah, that actually makes sense. Like they, yeah. she kind of perfectly summed up Twilight, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like now I understand. Like from like that lens, because like as a dude, I never got it, I guess. But like now I get it. I think. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. Okay, good talk. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's it is it is weird, but. Again, I would be lying if I didn't say it wasn't also like super formative. Like, yeah, like I won't lie. Like, there's definitely parts of this that was like almost like sexually awakening for me. (laughs) Like, it was like this movie. Like, because like if you're watching as a kid, like because a lot of us, like a lot of listeners that are watching this, like we were pretty young when this came out, and you're watching this, you're just like feeling things. You're like, oh my god, like this is. Even though it's not like not actual sex happening, it's like very sensual. It's very steamy, like in the moment. I don't think I ever was like, damn. I think I was just kind of like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, okay, elaborate on that. 
like like i i don't think i ever was like this is so beautiful this is so romantic like I, whoa i'm not saying it was, was romantic kind of like parts of it i was like i feel like i shouldn't be watching this right now yeah and then other parts i was just like wow this is really cool like part of me like i i do love these movies and i have fun watching them but part of me was like did I actually like them in middle school or was I just kind of like, I am cool? No, same. I, I feel like that's something also that I grappled with. Cause it's like, um, I definitely like wanted to feel like included in that conversation as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely like, it's like, I, I feel like a lot of kids today that are like, or even, I feel like so old saying that. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm not even that days. old kids these days, but like truly like teenagers now that are like, discovering twilight again or probably even saw it maybe even at a super young age mm-hmm. and are rediscovering it again later in life and it's like they don't they don't they didn't like live through the internet era of twilight they, they don't they didn't know live through the epic highs and lows they, <laughs> but like truly like you you have to, you just have to be there to like be in the moment of like the twilight not like discourse but like how crazy i mean it was it discourse was. before discourse like Especially being, like, a Harry Potter fan during that time. Like, the war. The absolute war between, like, Harry Potter fans and Twilight fans. Like, the whole meme that was, like, still a better love story than Twilight. Like, people, like, like, boomers still comment that on, like, YouTube videos. Just, like, random YouTube videos. It's like, dude, you're 40. (laughs) (laughs) Pay your taxes. Yeah, pay your taxes and die, please. Um, (laughs) Like the rest of us. Yeah, like the rest of it. Like, where do you get off, buddy? Um, no, but like, I think that it, it's just like, it's super weird to be in that moment of like, even like um, those memes, like those like really like grainy memes of like, if if Twilight was so cool, why doesn't it have a theme park? Like, you know, it's like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Like, it's just like, literally. There shut actually the fuck up. is like a Twilight ride, like somewhere. Yeah, I forget where it is. Um, what do you do? Do you write through a hot topic? No, it's... Like... Oh, God. You're becoming a boomer right now. Um, no, I, I, like, can, like I can really say that. Cool, it's like a really cool, like, dark ride um, where it's, like, through, like, the woods and stuff. And it's like... Okay. It's, it's... I, I want to stop you there. <laughs> I, I'm not becoming a boomer. I'm allowed to say this because I was that guy that went to Hot Topic in 2008. <laughs> I was the kid... I went to Hot Topic in 2008, and I bought the Twilight merch. I bought the Twilight soundtrack at Hot Topic. I'm allowed to say that, okay? I, I, can, I, I can, like, what Twilight merch I owned. I definitely had, like, a keychain or something. I was just about to say I had a keychain. I was, yeah, I had a New Moon keychain. Yeah. I had, well, because, like, I didn't, it, it, okay, so there's that opposite effect, right? Like, we talked about how we wanted to be involved with the conversation, mm-hmm. but there was also part of it where, like, me being a guy, if I wore like merch at school i would be made fun of for it mm-hmm. um because like none of the guys at my school like wanted to be involved with twilight and i i guess i get it but it's like mm-hmm. at the same time they actively like made fun of it like even at a young age so like i i could never like not that i was gonna like wear a fucking like team edward shirt or anything mm-hmm. but like i couldn't like all i could really buy at hot topic and it's fine it's like keychains or like um, I would always buy the soundtrack. Like I bought the soundtrack for like the first, I think, two movies. I don't. I think it, by Eclipse, I stopped with that mm-hmm. level of fandom. But like, um, I remember like buying the Twilight soundtrack like the day it came out, 
and just like fucking jamming to Paramore. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also like to go into Hot Topic in 2008 around the time of this release. Like anytime like post October 2008, mm-hmm. Hot Topic was entirely engulfed with like just Twilight. One time I walked into Hot Topic while wearing a beret and a guy that worked there like a beret like in my normal to everyday life because I like to wear berets and a guy that worked there that was wearing a pirate hat was like cool hat as though like expecting me to say like you too like back and I just like did not know how to react never put me in a situation literally for real don't ever put me in a situation um yeah I miss like before Hot Topic was like all Disney Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go in there and be like, wow, I wish I could be like this. Now it's just like Disney and anime. And I'm like, okay, relax. Um, well, yeah, like, I, used to, like... I, 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 like, I, I miss when Hot Topic was something that like was aspirational for me. You're calling me a boomer. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm literally saying I wish it was like cool and punk again and like goth. No, I agree. Mean. No, I agree. Um, I agree with that. It's like, like I, I, I miss I miss when I thought that the people who worked there were like stronger than me. <laughs> I could probably take them in a fight now. Well, yeah, because they're all like seventeen year olds. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was who also were... ten years old when I thought that. So yeah, like, <laughs> do you remember like the first time you went to Hot Topic and like this really like goth girl like offered like I don't know if it, about you but like I went with my mom for the first time and she was like super like intimidating but like when you got up there she was like super nice and then she like gives you like a hot topic like rewards card and you're just like holy shit um, like, <laughs> is this uh is this yeah, the origin <laughs> Adam do you DM girls and ask them if he could if they could give you a hot topic rewards card no I just go on tinder and I'm like do you guys accept? Do you accept this? <laughs> Kira is, is completely lost. <laughs> Just be like, be like, hey, um, you can use my Hot Topic rewards card anytime. You know those TikToks of like, um, like this girl like dropping like books like, oh no, I hope um, a hot middle-aged professor doesn't follow me home. That would really suck. It does like me like dropping like... A Hot Topic rewards card? Yeah, like Phoebe Bridgers and Hot Topic rewards cards and like <laughs> stuff like that. Like I'm like, oh no, I, I really hope a post-alt girl from 2008 doesn't follow me home. That would really suck. That would really ruin my day. <laughs> Your idea of a meet cute is just like... A hot topic girl like on her lunch break just wearing doc martens and stepping on me yeah sure just literally <laughs> kicking the shit out of me in the back of a mall and i'm like thank you yeah. um anyways twilight <laughs> um so, like, <laughs> i don't even know how to yeah kira can't kira can't process anything that i saw hot topic rewards okay. card okay. <laughs> It's like yeah. unlocked like a relic of Kira's memory. Now she's I like, I get a job at Hot Topic. You should. I'm sick and tired of wearing business casual. We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys.
Hey friends, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Super Yaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. So, yeah, so Bella arrives in town, meets Edward. He he uh, acts like she smells like shit. I love the exposition of her just, like, looking up a book, looking up a location of a bookstore. Yes. Looking at a map to see how far away a bookstore is from her. I think that's Wait. just, like, funny exposition. Not her just being like, oh, wow. I gotta go get this book from the library. I also want to say, we need to, let's jump back a bit. Because, like, the, the reason why she starts researching is because this motherfucker, he, she's a, literally about to get hit by a car. Oh, yeah. And Edward, after, like, completely, like, being completely, like, just so weird with her. Like, making her feel like she smells like shit. Like, mm-hmm. treating her really well, but then treating her like an asshole. Like, other, like mm-hmm. it's really weird. And then it's topped off with, like, her, like him speeding over, stopping the van from hitting her and her truck with his bare hands. And then yeah. he dashes away before anyone can see him. Yeah. Now. God, so I wish like... that happened so I wouldn't have a fucked up knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you when you got hit by the car, it's like, where's my Edward Cullen? Exactly. Team I Edward. Wish my poor yeah. knee. If only, if only Edward Cullen were real. <laughs> God. Anyway. Twilight's so cool. I wish. That's the only time real. I'll bring up my car accident until we cover the live-action Grinch film. <laughs> I can't wait to. <laughs> I, I I don't think I know what you're talking about, but I. Okay. I know you're in car accident, but I don't know how it relates to the clinch. Okay, all will, all will be revealed in December. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, is that you confirming we're going to be doing the Grinch in December? Yeah, probably. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm cool with that. Uh, that's good. Um, but yeah, this motherfucker, like, stops it with his bare hands. And then they have, like, a very brief, like, moment where... Also, I love, like, the, the like, aesthetic of, like him stopping it before she even like process like what happened like she no, has her, literally it's the it's the meme of like bella you have your oh no she can't hear us she has her airpods in like, literally she has in headphones <laughs> yeah she has apple headphones in and she's still listening to music on the ground after edward saves her and they have like this great like glare at each other 
of like he knows what he did he knows what he revealed and she is like processing it at like a rapid speed in the moment yeah and then he just dashes away and it's kind of a great scene it's really really good um yeah and it um i always wanted her mittens from that oh there you go sorry i always wanted her mittens from that scene just a little offhand thing Yes, they they look like good biddens. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so then, like, she goes to La Push with the, the kids from school, where she meets up with Jacob mm-hmm. as well, and he kind of like explain. Well, because like she invites Edward to La Push, but he's just kind of like flaky about it. He's like, yeah, he's just like no. The funniest like edit in all of cinema yeah. is when he's like, the beach is too crowded, and then it like cuts to just like. An abandoned, <laughs> empty beach. That is yes. pure comedy. That is visual comedy right there. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just... I love the way like Jacob describes the Cullens, too. It's like, uh, the pale faces. It's like so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> and I love like how after he like gives a big exposition jump, or, or drop to like uh, Bella like her like I mean you already brought up like her but her entire like research scene mm-hmm. is like so funny like the rabbit hole that she goes down just to go to the point of vampires like she's extend like it, it's like she sees like those like um, Egyptian like drawings of like them drinking blood and stuff and it just like spies from her from her like googling the Cullen name or something mm-hmm. like it's so funny like the rabbit hole that she goes down but also like for I feel like on the Cloverfield episode, call back to like our first or second episode, uh, I talked about like how I was that kid who went down like deep, dark, like rabbit holes of like research and, as a kid. And I, mm-hmm. it got me to like, and that's also like why Cloverfield was so nostalgic for me. That's what kids fucking do when they have access to the internet. They just like go yeah. down these insane rabbit holes of like, so to to be fair, if you were to fall in with a vampire, you probably would do that. You would extend every possible scenario until you got down to vampire, mm-hmm. and it's it's so fucking good. Like it's it's great. I I love this movie. I'm sorry. It's it's total camp. But like just talking about it, like the like the I have a smile on my face like this entire episode. Mm-hmm. It's because I enjoy this movie, and it's how fucking stupid it is so much. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I think it's just like, like she's very like accepting of it immediately. Yeah, the, I mean, it's very unrealistic. <laughs> like, it's very like, yeah. Because, again, this is the guy that's basically been treating her like complete shit. And, I mean, I guess it's, like, realistic because, like, when you're a kid, like, you're kind of, like, drawn to things. Like, you don't know why you're attracted to things. Yeah. And you're just, like... Because, I mean, I'll say, like, in high school, like, I definitely, like, dated shitty people. and I But I didn't know why I was, like, into that. I was, like, wow, this is good. And it's, like... I guess it's realistic in that sense so where she's like she knows it's not like the best option like she could go for someone like Mike or like whatever the other guy's name is Eric Eric I think yeah but like she doesn't want that like she has those options but of course she's she she's like attracted to like to the mystery of Edward she's attracted to like the danger because up until that point like her life has been so boring like and I guess that's what she's I think it's she's more so attracted to that like the adventure and the mystery than like edward himself at least in that moment it's yeah. like 
she's like it's more so like her stepping out of like her shell and i i think that's interesting yeah um i think a lot of this movie like i feel like you could easily like i kind of want to reread the books but i feel like there's interesting ways that you could like psychoanalyze like bella of being like why does she act like this Mm -hmm. um and I feel like a lot of, like, what comes out of the movie, because there's only so much character development you could do in, like, and <laughs> well, the movies are, like, fucking over two hours, every single one of them, um, which is why I watched it on 1.75 speed. Um, but there's only so much character development you could do, and I feel like a lot of the takeaway from the movies, especially on Zillennials, was, like, nobody here understands me, so I'm gonna go fuck off and be a vampire yeah no and that's i feel like that again that's what tapped into like the angst and like the the hot topic crowd so kind of perfectly at this era Mm -hmm. it's like that's why this was such a massive hit it wasn't really i mean i guess you could like draw the international appeal of like sequels to like it's literally vampires versus werewolves and that was kind of cool in the moment especially like in the early 2010s but like it, there is a part of it where I feel like the American culture, or at least like the American teenage culture or like tween culture of it all was definitely the angst of it all. Like that's why it kind of surpassed Harry Potter as a conversation piece yeah. almost at a certain, like just for a brief period of time. I feel like at the end of the day, I think Harry Potter definitely won that battle, but like Well, Harry Potter... Of- even when we were kids, I feel like, and the characters were older than us, it still kind of felt like they were kids. And yeah. then in the later ones, it was like, oh, now they're making them all moody and horny. Like, it's Which like is... they're still kind of kids. Like, I feel like but, Twilight, it's like they were always teenagers. You know? Well, I mean, it, I, I think it works in the Harry Potter movies, like when they do it, though, because like they, it, yeah, it, it like brought up, I think, Goblet of Fire is like kind of the first one, I think. Like, I mean, it's like hinted at in Azkaban, but I, Goblet of Fire is really like when, it's just like with the prom and everything, and like when they, when they go to the prom and like Ron doesn't ask um, Hermione and like all that yeah. stuff. It's, like, yeah. it's very like, it's subtle stuff, but like it's enough where you're like, yeah, like I believe like a 15 year old would go through this and like, Mm-hmm. Especially like Half Blood Prince, which I would say is like entirely like an angst kind of drama. Um, yeah, like that and Deathly Hallows Part One. Are I think very starting. I think starting movie. with Order of the Phoenix, because that's when Harry and Cho Chang had a thing, right? What well, I, I mean, one? I mean with Harry, yeah, because up until that point, one. sixth one had Slugworth. Yeah, that one was, like, when they were all, like, oh, I'm dating this person. Well, that's the extremely horny one, which is interesting, because it's also the one that's PG, not PG-13. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's PG. Well, I remember the the discourse of that back in 2009. I was like, really? This is PG-13? This is PG, because it's, like, the darkest book of the series. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Uh, for some reason... We should never cover Harry Potter on (laughs) here. We have to at some point. Okay. We have to. It's millennial culture. Like it. Yeah. Um, well, like we should only cover the third one. I I feel like we have to do a series at some point, mm, but like too much. Kira, um, we have the pod. We have to do it at some point. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I think specifically though, like what I'm getting at is that Twilight is specifically about being a teenager, but the stakes are higher. 
Yeah, and that's again, that's the appeal. It's like we, it's about like things that we all feel as teenagers, but it's it it adds that layer of like escapism to the mix. Like it, yeah. it feels true. Of being like it, I can literally die at any moment, which is true. But yeah, I mean, your boyfriend could also kill you. <laughs> that sounds like- terrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible if you boil it down to simple terms like that. It sounds absolutely horrible and, and maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. And <laughs> isn't that what parents were concerned with the whole time? Isn't yeah. Twilight just horrible and harmful to us? No, and maybe. like maybe they're not wrong, but maybe. like, but here's the thing: it's fun. It's it's just fun, and yeah. clearly we all turned out somewhat okay. Not really, um, but like, not really, but like yeah. enough to where we're not dead. You know? Yeah. Like. We're 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 out here struggling, but yeah. but some of us are even recording podcasts about Twilight uh, thirteen years after the fact. By the way, yeah, thirteen years old this year. Damn, That's they could buy a ticket to the first Twilight movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you have that iconic again, iconic moment in the woods where he reveals like himself there like he's like as if you could outrun me <laughs> so cheesy he's like doing the absolute most like, like i'm a killer bella i was born to kill i was made he's to kill. just he's going through all of the stages of grief and then she's like, just like in front of her and she's like, just like no i'm not afraid and he's just like trying to make her afraid he rips a tree out of the ground and throws it across the woods like yeah um that's just a great that's just a great line like i don't even remember the context of it because i just always anticipate as if you could outrun me that's not even my most iconic line from this scene my favorite one is of course the say it out loud no yeah i think i think it's just the delivery of the as if he could outrun me oh no it's great i didn't i don't think i remembered it that well until the rewatch this week and i was like what it happened i was like this is camp it is yeah perfect. yeah um but also like the way he's like so the lion fell up with the layup it's like oh yeah. dude fuck off like stop <laughs> yeah it's he's so uh... it's because he like makes a point to be like i'm not a killer <laughs> So, like, what's the point of that metaphor? If he's, like, specifically not a killer, it's, like... Well, I think it's because, like, he does... Like, he's been doing so good at, like, with that, like, vegan kind of... Like, basically, like, a predator having a relationship with their prey. Yeah, he doesn't want the temptation. Yeah, okay. Which I get. Like, I I got that aspect of it. And I was, like, fine with it. You know what I was thinking? Like... So book covers are supposed to be, like, symbolic of, like, what the book is about and shit. So they can be heavy-handed. It's literally, like, I know they, like, they didn't have to make a reference to the cover. But it's, like, the apple was not a part of the book as as much as I remember. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a metaphor for, like, temptation and shit. But, like, it's, like... Oh, what, like, such- biblical shit? Yeah, it's such a heavy-handed, like, thing to just have it for a second in the cafeteria. And I know it's supposed to be a reference to, like, the book cover, but, like, taken out of context, if you just look at it as, like, a, like, like, a thematic, like, thing in the movie, like, separate from the book cover, it's, like, the most heavy-handed metaphor I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) 
Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I <laughs> honestly, I didn't even know. Like, I was today years old when I found that out. Um, found out that an apple is a symbol of temptation. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I I mean, I get it. I like I understand you know, it. But Adam I, and Eve, Snow White, like. Yeah, believe it or not, I have been told a lot about Adam and Eve for reasons that I'm sure the listeners can. Uh, like I, every motherfucker I come across in life feels the need to be like, oh, like Adam and Eve, and I'm like, yeah. What did you listen to? Like the Frenemies podcast and get a sponsorship for that website. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when those radio radio commercials for that would like air all the time in like 2009 or 2010. Like when you're just like driving and you know what that is and your mom knows what that is, but you're just like staring out the car window. <laughs> you're just like, I do not want to be here. Right now. <laughs> uh, Mentally, I am somewhere else. Um, but can we talk about the fucking scene with which one? With a, when she goes to dinner at their house oh. and she literally walks in and she's like. I mean, you already brought it up, like, but the, does she even eat Italian? Her name's Bella. Or is she even Italian? Her name's Bella. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's so fucking funny. Um, like, they just make her pasta because her name is Bella. Because they don't know what, like, human beings eat. Yes. And it's, like... Which is, it, like, sweet, but also, like, when you think about it, it's very funny. But it's also, like, funny the way she, like, eats beforehand. Because she's like, oh, I didn't think I'd come over for dinner. I thought that was just, like, code for, like, coming over. Like, I, yeah. I know you guys, like, don't eat. And, and then I, but I love this shot. And then shot. Rosalie, like, throws a plate on the ground. No, no. She completely, like, smat. Like, she, she grips it so hard that it breaks in her bare oh, hands. okay. Because she's so angry. <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> she just... Hates her so much, and it's hilarious. She just, she's like that stinky bitch. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, she's always like, "Yeah, I could smell her from here." Like, that's all she ever says. It's like, yeah, we get it. She's stinky, but like, it's okay. Like, it's stinky girl representation is very real in this movie. I think and it's great. Um, but yeah, me when I walk into work after walking there every morning in a heat wave. <laughs> Um, they're like I could smell you from here <laughs> but even like when Edward like reacts to that he's like just ignore Rosalie I do like it's like everyone in the family's like annoyed like even Emmett her boyfriend is like annoyed with her it's like mm-hmm. she, he, he's always just like babe it's not a big deal like, no literally like classic himbo like very classic himbo they're like um I don't know how to describe it they're like locals kind of they're like the locals with the dart. Like you, they're so locals, but you kind of have the suspicion that they're like actually like Jeffrey Dahmer types. And it's <laughs> like you, you're very like idealistic in a sense that doesn't sit right with me. And then of course they're vampires, and like that's yeah. how I view it. It's like yeah. of course vampires. <laughs> like if she wasn't a vampire, she would definitely be like a girl boss, like part of a multi-level marketing scheme, being like, "Hey, girly, Rosalie, going, yeah, yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent." Um. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Hey, girly, join my team. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have this one guy from um, not even fucking high school, like middle school, that DMs me on like Facebook almost like weekly, and I never open the messages. I'm just like, hey, hey, man, I would love to have like have you over at this event that I ha- I'm having. And I'm like, dude, I 
literally had lunch with you one time in middle school like <laughs> leave me alone like i yeah uh, i am not trying to join your pyramid scheme my guy like <laughs> <laughs> what's he selling i don't fucking know like i i went to his facebook page a few times and i'm like i don't uh, like i i see your business page i've gone on there mm-hmm. and yet i don't know what you're selling like i don't get it yeah um uh but okay so there's also the reveal oh no wait actually i want to say the hold on tight spider monkey is oh like, there are multiple references to monkeys in this movie um, like yeah rosalie calls um emmett that's his name right yeah, yeah. her that's his name yes okay i don't know i'm brain dead um she's like my monkey man at one it's point. so weird yeah at the baseball scene yeah um, yeah when he like he like weird. runs up a tree to like catch a baseball and she's like my monkey man <laughs> like, literally like what are you talking about like... <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only time that she like shows emotion in the whole film too yeah it's so weird like i hate the way she delivers that line too like i'm not like dissing the actress or anything like it's fine but like it's just it's like bonk like stop like your monkey <laughs> like what are you fucking talking like yeah. the same thing with like the walt and jesse meme. it's like my monkey man jesse what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird um but um so yeah they she, he has like that scene where he like puts her puts her on his back and he just like fucking jumps around from tree to tree to like show off his powers. Like mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like the day before in the woods, he's like saying, "My powers are dangerous. So you should not trust me." And now he's like, he's, like, me. And now it's like he, now he's like fully like showing off. It's like let me. You want to see how far I can jump, Bella? Like like watch me do this flip. Like let me. Like can, can I yeah, flip for you? Like <laughs> <laughs> can I jump for you? <laughs> So funny. Oh my god. God, it's so stupid. But I love it. Um, yeah. Um so I I also I want to say, um because like kind of next, I mean there's a few other scenes that happen, but really the next iconic scene is the baseball scene. Oh That's yeah. Funny. How could Which... we not talk at length about the baseball scene? Um probably well, the best scene to ever like grace the screens of cinema and I, like not even ironically like yeah genuinely <laughs> um, i feel like there was kind of like when i said something about like the um like the entire arc of like our generation's relationship to twilight it's like i feel like a solid like four years ago probably that clip would like circulate and people would be like this is the worst fucking clip of any movie and ever Right. And now I feel like it goes around like once a month being like, why does this scene slap so hard? I This scene in particular was like super formative for me in a weird way because I became a massive fan, no pun intended, super massive black hole, uh, a fan of um, <laughs> uh, Muse mm-hmm. after this movie. And I literally like, went to a concert for Muse in 2013 and it was like genuinely like one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was like super visceral and like very just i don't know like just i was like 14 at the time i think no, I was 15. <laughs> and i i don't know like that was like what still to this day one of the best concerts i've ever been to so but i always mm. thank twilight for like 
kind of getting me into Muse, as it did like a lot of bands. Like, yeah, I, I feel like the, the the soundtracks of these movies are like equally formative to like the actual movies themselves. Like, yeah, the soundtracks were great for these movies. Um, I feel amazing. like I did not realize how incredible the soundtracks were until like literally like the past few years. Um, especially I mean, because I like told this story on I was scared too, but like a few years ago, I guess I was like, which I feel like we would talk about this a lot, but like the fact that I had never listened to Radiohead, right? Um, and literally like, um, literally like the Phantom Thread score is like the best score of all time and I have like the title of one of the songs from the Phantom Thread score like tattooed onto me and I just like had never listened to Radiohead and then one day I was like I guess I'll listen to Radiohead and the first song I listened to on the first album I'm like okay this album is like really popular first song I was like this is the credit song from Twilight (laughs) that fucking um Bon Iver song in New Moon I was like that was my introduction to Bon Iver, almost like, like bon this. Iver. Bon Iver is a new movie. Bonnie Bear. Bon is. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Who cares? I'm sorry. I will never correct you, but that is very funny. Iver. Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear. Is that how you fucking say bon- it? Bon Iver. Okay, first of all, it's too like. Why are we acting like like those are two stuff like Bon? Like, I'm sorry, you show me that, and you're telling me it's not Bon Iver, it's Bon Iver. Like Iver, like dude. Bon Iver. Iver, shut up. Like it's, it's <laughs> Iver. It's I. It's Bob Iger Iver. Like, come on, it's you're telling. It no, is. Fuck off. It literally comes from the French phrase "Good Winter." I'm not I, even joking. For, bon for, Iver. First of all, French people aren't real. Second of all, I <laughs> I'm gonna call him. I'm just gonna call. Him, I'm gonna call him Bon Iver to his face and see what he does right. about it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> sorry to the French. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Um, but <laughs> also, I want to say that like the one vampire. Um, that's I think he's French, right? The one that like. Lose like ditches himself from James's pack in this movie to like warn the Collins about James. Yeah, something. he's he's French. I think maybe. Yeah, I think he has some. He, he could tell you. He could tell you what Bonnie Iver means. I'm sure. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I want him to be my Bonnie Iver like uh, resource. Um, Do you want me to say it with an accent? No. Bonnie Iver. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Take that, no. my high school French teacher who failed me. <laughs> Um, but again, we're just this... reopening childhood trauma with this Twilight series, huh? Yeah, but I do want to say, like, like even aside from like the, I don't know, like the music of the scene, like even the concept of it, like they can only play baseball during a thunderstorm because like the way they hit the bats is like way too loud. Like, yeah, I love that shit. I, like, didn't understand, like, the whole thunder aspect of it until, like, recently. I thought that it was, like, because they thought that it was fun um, that, like, they were, like, trying to beat, like, the lightning or something like that. Right. But I didn't realize it was because of the sound. Maybe I'm just an idiot. (laughs) 
No, I think I thought that um, was just like the sound design and editing of editing of the scene, literally. No, you're right. Um, I I mean you're not right, but like I get what you're saying. Like, cause like as a kid, I don't think I understood it either. But like, yeah. Um, in retrospect, it's like a super like kind of creative idea. Like mm-hmm. the, that's the only time they can do it. And again, like the in the entire baseball scene is like just so fucking fun and like it's mm-hmm. easily like, the maybe the most memorable part of the movie. Yeah, um, say so. Also, like the whole like choreography of it, even though it's like extremely fucking weird and terrible CGI of them just like flying through the air. Slaps yeah. pretty hard. No, it it's fucking amazing. Like I, and I'm not even saying that ironically. Like again, I go back to like Catherine Hardwick, who directed this movie. She's a really good director, and like it's kind of a like there's a handful of scenes in this movie that are like directed like she directs the fuck out of those specific sequences mm-hmm. and this scene in particular is like one of those sequences that is just genuinely really good mm-hmm. and i i don't know like she she's just a really talented director and i i kind of just like really love the approach that she took to this and like uh, even like when um, the uh, the mean vampires, I'm just gonna call them that, the bad guys, mm-hmm. the, the, when they're walking and they're like walking on that like um, the, the BTS like footage of it is like really interesting because like they're basically like, walking on like a a moving uh, carpet almost, mm-hmm. like there's like a like a leafy carpet and like they have like smoke or like a giant fence like blowing their hair, and it's like so dramatic, but like the it. it but it's just like it works like it, the style the the visuals like everything about it like hits that moment and you feel it like mm. when they appear on screen like you feel the threat of them <laughs> yeah I, it, it's super cheesy but i i don't know i really dig it and like that entire suspense of like are they gonna smell bella like are they gonna <laughs> what are they gonna do like are they gonna smell how stinky she is? I really love that the entire thing about this series until she becomes a vampire, spoiler alert, is like she's just so damn stinky that it att- attracts like all the attention of all the other vampires. Exactly. Like imagine being so stinky that your boyfriend has to go to court for you. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being so stinky that your boyfriend tries to kill himself. Imagine being so stinky that the only person after your boyfriend leaves the country because of you that wants to date you is a literal dog. (laughs) (laughs) You good? No. (laughs) It's like that meme of like the M&Ms or whatever where it's like, you good? No. No. Um, I'm sorry, listeners. I, <laughs> but I'm just saying it. it... <laughs> just imagine being that stinky, like it's crazy. Um, but I love like that she almost got away with it, but like the the wind like blows her hair like very briefly. No, literally. And the... oh, by the way, the one guy that plays James, um, not even gonna try to remember his name, but like, uh, the way he like. His entire line delivery in every scene, he's doing the absolute most. Mm-hmm. Like the way he goes, like, "Oh, so you brought a snack," <laughs> and the way they're like, they have like a standoff against each other, and they're like hissing at each other, and like, it's so again, it's so campy, but like, 
again, like, what would you expect? Like, it, it just works on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to, like, evacuate the baseball field, basically. They have to, like, because... evacuate the fucking country. Like, as if, like, well, the vampires can't, like, go to Canada. Well, because, um, so, like, prior to that, like, these vampires, this, like, pack of vampires, they're very vicious. They, they're responsible for some murders in the town that Charlie was investigating and um, they but I get but like James in particular like the uh, the one guy I forgot his name that warns the that he like leaves the pack and warns the columns about him Mm -hmm. Um, he tells like them it's like to to him it's like it's less about like eating you it's like about the game like the sport of like hunter and prey like that's because he like he knows it's like personal and he like he wants Bella for the game Mm-hmm. and um it, it, like it's it i guess that makes sense like when you're a fucking like however old vampire like like what else are you gonna do with your time yeah but at the same time it's like who cares like i don't like i can't imagine like going after some stinky girl just because like you want to <laughs> just because you want to like i don't know like what do you like what are you trying to do dude like go go eat somebody else like it i would just <laughs> I wouldn't go through the trouble. Like I would. Damn! All the goth girls just uh, turned off this episode. They gave up on you, Adam. Wait, why? Because you wouldn't go through the trouble of uh, what protecting... murdering them. Oh, I thought you were talking about Edward protecting Bella. I literally am talking about James, like, go, like just hunting her for no reason other than the, bro. Like, I've fun. been reading Twitter discourse for the past two seconds. About what? I don't even know. Yeah. It, you know yes, when like if, there's something I just want to say if you're if you um ever post Twitter discourse um just sincerely shut the fuck up that's from me you know when like um, you're just like reading through discourse and you're like I don't even know where this stemmed from yeah literally <laughs> and most of the time when you find out it's like, it's like not oh, even big of a deal it's just like it's, one guy who said one thing and it's just like okay <laughs> no it's literally it's like, like, not even like an important person it's just like just some guy with um, like no followers <laughs> I would argue, like, any kind of discourse, especially when it stems from that of media, yeah. Um, very rarely is it ever not just no fucking deal. Like, it's not a deal. Like, it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. Nothing like matters, it, guys. It literally doesn't. So back to Twilight, which does matter. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna... That's just... That was a joke. I was like, nothing matters. But Twilight... <laughs> which but does matter sorry for uh for zoning out and disappearing um no but like as for the goth girls don't worry like if i was a vampire i would protect them um thank you um uh i would do that um but it's it, it's super like again i brought it up earlier in the episode like with charlie but that scene where like bella's like leaving and she knows she has to like hurt his feelings to, like let her let her go yeah that scene is like super fucking sad like yeah but then immediately it's like hit with the punchline of like him just like jumping on the side of her car and it's like your father will forgive you (laughs) (laughs) but no like i i think that moment is super sad it's like because again like up until that point like you see how like much he's trying like he's very like trying to make the house like accommodating for her he like tries to like be a good like supportive like he tries to have like conversations with her without being too invasive like he's like really a genuinely good dad and at that moment like when 
she's like yeah i'm gonna be stuck here just like mom it's like yeah and she like specifically said to edward like i said the exact same thing to him what my mom said when she left and it's so like it it really and you see like it's very like subtle acting almost but this bitch really couldn't have just been like i'm gonna go visit mom (laughs) like she really had to be like you will never see me again well i think again I, i think not to not to I'm just like processing thoughts as out loud. Um, yeah. I think one of the saddest things about this series, which I feel like is an idea that we're just going to keep coming back to, is the fact that like it's just like anticipating the moment when she'll like never see her family again. Uh-huh. And because like that's like a big plot point in the later films, also. Um, like the idea of like being taken away forever by the vampire world and never to see them ever again. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely like set up really well by the ending of this movie. Like it's like I said before, like the editing between like her like looking out the window of like on the run and like seeing her friends from high school, it's like a very jarring, like, immediate, like, not, like, coming of age, but just being, like, oh, well, this is my life now, and nothing will ever be the same or normal ever again. Yeah, like, literally, like, the impending doom of it all. Yeah, yeah. Almost, like, equivalent to, like, Harry and, like, Voldemort. Like, it's, like, even though, like, each individual movie is, like, different, like, it's still, like, he will be back at some point. Like, it, like, yeah. like, I feel like a lot of these, like, YA adaptations, like, have that. Like, it's, like, like you have, like, these solo adventures, but, like, there's always like, that impending doom of, like, the prophecy or, like, this or that. Like Yeah. Um, it's also, yeah. like, um, I think it's a very good thing to, in those moments, like, kind of, like, frame their relationship as, like, maybe not good. Like, right. because it is in reality a movie about like or like a story about like being a teenager and like making stupid decisions and I think in that moment it's very much being framed as a stupid decision yeah um and yes she is basically rewarded in the end for every stupid decision that she makes in these books and films yeah but what can you do (laughs) That's just YA fiction, baby. Um, yeah, no, I the I don't know the mechanics of like the narrative are like definitely like clunky at best, if not problematic. But um, and again, like Stephanie Meyer has been rightly criticized for like certain elements of like the material, and um, I, I'm not really the guy to talk about that, you know, uh, when it comes to like different elements of the story, um, but. It's it's definitely interesting, I guess, to talk about it in retrospect, because now that we're older and we're not as susceptible to like I mean, even though we've been talking about like, oh, it's so iconic, it's so mm-hmm. so like we like and that's cool. Yeah, like, we, we can still have like a moral compass. Like we can still like I feel like we can do that in equal measure. Like we can criticize or even like talk about things that don't really sit well with us, but also be like, it's it's twilight. <laughs> like it's part of us. Yeah. Um yeah. So he, they go on the run basically because um, this guy is just so good. I guess he's like he's like an alpha vampire or some shit. He's like a tracker or something. 
yeah some bullshit like <laughs> just some some screenwriting 101 bullshit um and then for some because like what um james calls bella and like pretends to have her mom hostage that's how um he gets her to go alone to a ballet studio which is weird mm-hmm. um of all places um, where he gets like old vcr like yeah uh, recordings of her as a kid like it's just it's very like theatrical it's like dude like shut up like yeah either like eat her or like leave her alone like i don't know <laughs> eat her or leave her alone am i right ladies um <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the the entire ending is like super goofy. Like I mean, that's just the whole movie, but like especially the ending or like this like little finale like fight. Like it feels very like yeah, yeah. you gotta have a fight scene and like it's but it, like it looks like shit. Like the choreography yeah. and like I the would, very. I would hate to become a vampire i <laughs> also i love when like edward's like giving her the suck on the wrist like, yeah exactly and, like, he just like can't fucking stop yeah and carlisle is just like not doing he's he's like not doing anything about it he's like edward stop no don't it's like okay <laughs> how about you like put your hands on him and like physically make him stop yeah like get him to stop like straight up throw your son across the room yeah it's like <laughs> like he's like just like no edward don't he's like, like no <laughs> don't oh no i'll have to like feed this bitch italian food every night if she turns into a vampire i, I don't have time to cook mushroom ravioli every night she can't live in our house mushroom ravioli what a what a concept did you know um, that like that not to like not to like spin off here again um that like restaurant in Washington is like people actually go there and like on dates and like the girls will will order mushroom ravioli and like the guys won't get any food like it's like a tradition because of Twilight. Um, that's cued up until the me not eating part. Exactly. Because I I the entire like scene. Um. Oh wait, no, I was thinking about the restaurant. That, I know what you're talking about now, but I was thinking about the restaurant that um. She goes to with um, her dad, and I was like, "That burger looks really good." <laughs> he was mm-hmm. eating, um, but no, I, right? The restaurant you're talking about, um, where they go on the date, mm-hmm. um, that's a very vibey place. Like a very like yeah. I, I wish places like that like actually existed. Like it literally was... just looks like every. Don't say that. It does not look. Like, I know you're in New York and you have, like, nice places, but I'm in Florida where we only have, like, Wawa's and, like, we just go Listen, in and we take I am simply jealous of you because before we started recording, you were talking about getting Moe's takeout and all I want right now is Moe's. So. I had Moe's tonight and the queso was, was fucking amazing. Moe's um, queso just hits different. It was really so good. Um, so, like, this movie has, like, that anti- like almost like like narrative twist almost like where you think edward's about to kill bella but then like it cuts to like her in the hospital where it's like, oh well, i guess he there's did. like a montage of like her like dying and then she doesn't die right yeah yeah because like to call back to like uh i don't know her entire like sad girl shit about dying 
Um, but then she's at the hospital and her mom's there, Charlie's there, and Edward is there. Which and he's like he's pretending to sleep, I guess, right? Because <laughs> he, he earlier in the movie he talks about not yeah, sleeping. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's pretending un- to. It's like Which, it's a silly dude. boy. <laughs> like a lot of silly little rascal. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I I just caught that like right now. I'm like, wait, yeah. this motherfucker doesn't sleep, right? <laughs> like, um yeah it's it's really funny imagining like him trying to fake sleep so um but doesn't he do that in, like one of the sequels like he like he's laying with bella I'm and he's sure. like i think either that or it's in the book in one part i, I can't remember which wait the best but... meme to come out of twilight is like when she's like laying in the bed and he like puts the sheet over her there's like one from tumblr where it was like beautiful but i gotta go feed my spiders or something like that, that? it was like yeah. something very stupid like that no i i know i i yeah i know like breaking it, dawn I, when when yeah. they're like in bed together and he like puts like the sheet over her yes i do remember yeah this. Oh, oh i have seen like twitter like different variations of it on twitter yeah though, like deep of like it's like beautiful, but I need to go play Animal Crossing on my Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, also, like but another. It's... Speaking of that, by the way, I want to say like another funny fucking scene in this movie is like when they're about to fuck, but then yeah. like he like throws himself across the room. He's like, oh, I can't. He, like, yeah, he like flies. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, he's ready to fuck. Like, he's ready to fuck harder than anyone's ever fucked. And he's, he's like, but I can't. <laughs> he just, like, throws himself away. But I can't. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, this motherfucker is hilarious. Like, I love him. It's, like, it's so ridiculous the way. I would love to be friends with him. I I wouldn't, but like I would love to make fun of him. Okay. Like, well, he's just a fucking dork. It's like, dude, chill. Like, yes, like I get it's like no. life or death, but like relax. I'm like, just imagining like um like this entire movie, but him like as like the picture of uh, Robert Pattinson in like the tracksuit in the kitchen, uh-huh. like the brown Adidas tracksuit or whatever it is. Like yeah. imagine like that entire movie, but it's that. <laughs> I want the, the this entire movie, except he talks the way that he does in Good Time. Oh my god! Please, it's like the bleach tear. <laughs> <laughs> um, another like I think iconic or kind of like zillennial trope is like going to prom or homecoming or whatever with like a broken like foot or like a broken arm or like some equivalent to like where you stand out or where mm-hmm. you're like you're not fully like fashionable um she wore leggings under her fucking prom dress yes and but also like she has a full ass like, broken leg and she's like limping and she's like hey guys and she's like limping and it's like <laughs> at that point it's like don't go um i mean i went to a lord concert with a broken foot I had a I mean, boot on at the Lord concert. That's, that's a little bit more important than prom, though, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think... Yeah. Um, I would, But I just wouldn't do things if I had like, Hold a on. foot. I just realized... I went to Mohican Sun 
with a broken foot at a Lord concert. And I then I went to Mohegan Sun with a broken knee, just for vibes. Are you not, like, in pain when you're standing? Well, I, like, I didn't go to a concert at Mohegan Sun. I just literally just went. Oh. On crutches. I was but, like, on, at Lord, were you not, yeah. like, in physical pain? Um, I didn't really, like, dance around. I had on, like, a boot. The boot definitely helps. But, like, standing. Like, just, like... I, I don't mean, know. Like, like, I, I, I was at the top. I wasn't, like, jumping around. I was just kind of, okay. like, sitting and then getting up and being like, woohoo. I was okay. Okay. Don't worry. My foot was okay. It healed fast. Yeah, I, I was definitely worrying. Uh, yeah, thank years you. Years after the fact. No, my um, I know. <laughs> just my knee is fucked up, but I'll talk about that when we watch The Grinch. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, I think the ending of this movie is genuinely, and I say this unironically, one of my favorites of all of Z canon. Um, it's just, a great song. Oh, it's a great song. And like, like just like, between the the song and like the lighting of like the little thing, like the little, I don't know, what are they under? Like a, like gazebo. a little pat, gazebo? Yeah, I can't remember the yeah. name. Uh, they're like under a little gazebo and like, like, I don't, like everything about it is just like, it's kind of a perfect scene and like, um, they have like the one last conversation about like her becoming a vampire. And yeah, kinda... she really thinks he's just gonna like change her during like the prom. Yeah, during the like in front of everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are like away from people at that point, but like she would still have to like deal with the side effects of it, like in public, and that doesn't make yeah. any sense. She would literally be like losing her mind in the middle of the dance floor. I mean, same, but I mean, Shadi is fire burning on the dance floor yeah literally just fire burning venom through your veins on the dance floor <laughs> i love uh, but I, again i love how dramatic he is he's like he's like okay touch your head back and he's just like oh okay like let's do it and then like she's like he's like fucking like gives her like a hickey he's like is it not enough just to spend your whole life with me like i love the way he says it like he says it's like so yeah. stupid he's like it's also is it like, not enough it's <laughs> like, it's like such a silly anxiety that's like so high stakes in this of like she's yeah. scared of like getting older than him but like in that's an anxiety that travels through like four movies no like, exactly yeah. like it's so interesting like i i don't know how they kind and i i, I guess it does like feel stale by a certain point because I don't know I if mean, like, like we'll see. We'll see. I haven't rewatched them in <laughs> yeah. a while, but I but I'm just saying I remember like me as a by the time like Breaking Dawn Part One was coming out, and I was like I think I was 14 at the time. Um, even I was like, okay, like like let's go, like come mm-hmm. on, like why does it have to be two parts? But we'll get there at a certain mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the ending of like just them dancing, and then like it cuts to like Victoria, like yeah. watching from. Yeah. Okay. By the way, fucking amazing cut to credit. Not even cut to credits. Like transition to credits. Yeah. Uh, of her like walking down the steps like slowly, and it transitions into black and white, mm-hmm. and then it goes to like a clip show of like every actor or like scene in the movie, like yeah, like as it over like them. Radiohead. Over yeah. Oh my god, it is I great. Can't... Like ten out. Of- <laughs> Say it out loud. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Again, I want to say like I remember sitting in the theater for this, and like we, I stayed through like the entire credits as if it was a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But like when it transitions from Radiohead to Paramore, 
Yeah. And the credits, Iconic. the fucking endor. I was gonna say the endorphins. Like it, it's like it's unmatched. Like it is fucking top tier. <laughs> it is so like truly movies today could never like Baby Driver couldn't even do it. Like it truly like th- these soundtracks they're really unmatched to anything else in pop culture I yeah think. songs from twilight like still come on the radio like at my job and i'm just like wow what's that one from breaking down part two it was like on the radio forever after it um, um a thousand years yes yeah actually a very good song um comes on the radio every hour at my job and i don't mind it, really? it yeah no it's a good song. To, like a local radio station and they play it all the time and i am um... one time i literally was like dying my friend's hair and i was like i really want to listen to that song and she just put on the whole movie so that we like heard the song over the end credits. I was like, I just wanted to listen to the song, but okay. I want to say a, a Z, not even a Z canon memory, just a memory of my life, I should say, is uh, I slow danced to that song at my high school homecoming. Uh, I think my, it was either my freshman or sophomore year, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I slow danced to it with my date, and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, it absolutely probably came on at prom too. Um, well, my prom was in 2015, no, 2016. Yeah. I mean, like, they still, like, played it, though. I can't remember, I don't, well, I remember they Your played it. Your prom was in 2015. 2016, well, I graduated in, yeah, 2016, right, okay. It is almost 2 a.m., I am brain dead. Yeah. Um, I was like, what year did I graduate? Oh, yeah, 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my prom was in 2015, I think. Yeah. Um, I think. You want to hear something, like, depressing? My, like, song of senior year was See You Again. Yeah, you told us before on the... Yeah, yeah. on one of the Fast and Furious pods. Isn't that so weird? It is weird. Like, it's literally Um, about death. Mine was... um, I mean, they definitely played that at my graduation, I remember. Um, Like, yeah, See You Again? I better not see you again at fucking Stop and Shop. Stay away I remember, like, I, because I was in video production, um, all four years of high school, and my senior year, I had the project of, like, um, uh, editing, like, the water polo, like, clip Mm -hmm. together, and I'm just like, wow, love water polo, would love to be part of it one day, like, just, like, I was, like, seeing all these people, like, happy, I'm like, I do not know any of these people. (laughs) Yeah, I actually had a good time making my senior video, because it was, like, I got to talk to people that, like, I had never talked to before in my life and like I had the upper hand of being like okay come to the video room at this time on this day and I will ask you the questions and you answer them and it really felt like I was in like a coming of age film where I was like uh all these people all these different stories and now I'm just like okay yeah I was um I have a a friend that I often uh we still keep in touch but like it was we had a very weird relationship in high school where Mm -hmm. like we only like we had like two different friend groups and we only like hung out like at lunch basically Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's always those people like you only hang out with them like in gym class or like yeah (laughs) because you just happen to have the same time like well she was like a very like it was weird like she she had like um completely different classes than me and like 
um she was like she was literally like the class president and everything Mm -hmm. and i was just like that stupid like theater video kid uh that longboarded and shit like it was so stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's a longboards but we were talking about it the other day like because i was hanging out with her we went to go see Mm -hmm. a movie i forgot what but um uh and i was like we have like completely two different high school experiences and yet we we still bond and like i was telling her about like the pod and like how we were watching twilight and she was like it's just weird to me that like we have those friends that completely different high school experiences yet we we bonded and it's i don't know what i'm going out with this it's just weird high school is weird the conceit yeah. of it is weird even if you don't have a boyfriend who wants to kill you high school is weird for all of us yeah i um you could be like me and uh literally go to prom um get drunk and part and puke in a denny's parking lot you could literally be like me for some reason nominated for prom queen in constant fear that it is a prank because he watched carrie carrie yeah (laughs) (laughs) because you had no fucking idea why you were nominated and because... was probably nominated out of thank you for editing this video and putting the song See You Again in it. <laughs> Kira Coffer is not the prom queen, but she is the dancing queen of our hearts. Exactly. I was young and sweet, only 17 then. Well said. <laughs> um... <laughs> that's, a, that's a reveal that I don't think I've ever made on the, on the pod, that I was nominated for prom queen. Um... I was not nominated for prom king, but I was nominated for, um, oh, I was voted um, nicest person, mm-hmm. which I thought was bullshit. Um, yeah, you're like, not the nicest person. <laughs> I, in per- I'm, I'm like super nice like to random people like in public, but like. If, like they, said, truly, if they truly knew you, they would not vote you nicest person. You're just I being think... mean to me right now. <laughs> Yeah, I would not win that. I wouldn't win that prize either. I think you and I would be like most likely to like shit die in a Taco Bell. <laughs> most most likely to be stinky. Uh, most likely to uh... most stinkiest. Here and Adam. Most pale. Most likely. Most likely to be a podcaster that never goes outside. God, if you. If you showed this podcast like exactly like as it is now to like seventeen year old you, how do you think they would react? I'd be like, "Cool, I have a microphone." No, literally, same. I'd be like, <laughs> "I have like two people that listen to me weekly. That's crazy." Whoa, I have a desktop. <laughs> I have a desktop <laughs> computer. Me, like a month ago. <laughs> Whoa, I get a desktop computer. I get a stimulus check. <laughs> um, Whoa, I still live at home. <laughs> <laughs> um whoa i'm still a charlie xcx fan okay i'll stop i know i'm like having like a 2001 a space odyssey moment where i'm seeing like my life flash before Listen, my eyes and i'm like that's I'm not what, happy about it this entire month is going to be a wild ride that's all i'm saying that's just, what happens just keep unlocking things that's that's the conceit of this pod but that's also the conceit of like unlocking twilight specifically in general it's yeah. like going down the deep dark rabbit hole of like those memories and, yeah, yeah. Well, not even teenagehood. It was like it, we were grasping at the straws of teenagehood, like when we were like, because I was eleven when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so like i wasn't even fully a teenager yet i was like i was trying to be the cool teenager when i wasn't even a fucking teenager mm-hmm. and i feel like by the time i was a teenager and these movies were coming out it was too late because yeah. like then i didn't actually like them anymore yeah but we'll, we'll get there when we get there we we got three more no we got four more movies to cover. four more movies yeah and i still have six more movies to watch in order to see fast nine um that is not true you have five, five four, four, four or I mean, five. four-ish. I mean, three if you only want to do the fast movies. Yeah. Four if you want to do the spinoff, yeah. Well, <laughs> but this is not a fast podcast anymore. Unfortunately. This um, is a Twilight podcast. Although, and... did you see that Fast 10 is going to be a part one and part two? Yes, and he's making a musical also. And... Well, hopefully. If God yeah. is real. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, time to sleep. <laughs> time to sleep for millennials everywhere. All right. Everyone say good night, bestie. Um, you can. Our... Yeah. You can follow me at garlic emoji on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon. Follow us on Instagram at the Zillennial Canon. I'm sure if you're listening, you already follow us. But if not, uh, get on that, bestie. Yeah. You never know. You might we might have some twilight stands find us. God, I hope not. <laughs> Don't say that. What if they're listening right now and they just Don't got judge us. Don't be mean to us. They probably not, won't. I'm not I'm not being mean to them. That I'm them, If they listen just... to this entire episode and they're now at this point where they're like contemplating following us, I don't think they're gonna judge us. I am terrified of being perceived. Bestie, you literally have a podcast that you distribute yeah. globally. Yeah relax um you can follow <laughs> you can follow me on twitter at adam underscore not sandler uh the aggressively okay podcast is doing things sometimes um we uh what else am i what else? i don't know uh, you were on Seltzercast. oh yeah, yeah yeah i was on Seltzercast with, uh, joe. With, with joe uh that was a lot of fun actually mm-hmm. we not only was the drink delicious but um sean is a great host and, and you also uh, spilled it all over your desk uh, don't expose me like that. I, <laughs> right before we started recording. Yeah, right. I I still have the twelve pack that Sean had me buy, and I drank, uh, and I because uh, it's very refreshing after a long day, and I completely spilled it all over my desk, and it mm-hmm. is still sticky. So I will have to get some paper towels after we're done recording. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I was on back to back. Um. Last week I covered um my favorite boys in the whole world, The Lonely Island. Their collaborations with Beck. Surprisingly, there are two of them. Um. So yeah, get on that, Zach and Courtney. I love them so much. So yeah. All right, y'all. We will see you next week for the second installment in July Life. <laughs> July Life. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.